Howdy there, all you cowboys and cowgirls out there in the digital land. This is Nate Luke, your host of LCC's podcast, Pursuit of Purpose. And I'm joined here tonight with... Kevin. Nelson. And Cody. We're back. We got the whole cast. Yes. This is where we start singing Backstreet Boys, right? How's it go? Um, Is is it in sync? Is it Backstreet's back? Yeah. Backstreet's back? That's the song? Yeah. Seriously? That's how it goes? I think, yeah. It sounds right. It sounds right. I don't think we can sing that. I don't don't recommend it. I was really hoping hoping Cody would take it from there. (laughs) (laughs) What about Baby Come Back? No, that's... That's when one of us leaves. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We're going to need to come up with a good song for this. The Boys Are Back in Town. Oh, there you go. Hey, that's got some oldies rock, too. We're going to wait for Cody to start that up. Okay, Cody, go. I was going to say, it's raining man. (laughs) (laughs) Also a great song. (laughs) Uh, It's good to be back with everybody this week. Kevin and I, we did episode 49 and a half last week. 49.5. Point five. It was awesome. Had a good time kind of getting back in the swing of things and going to have an even better time with all you guys here tonight. Uh, this is episode 50. Season 2. Oh. Season 2, episode Season 50. Season dose, episode 50, which is significant. Yeah. Yeah. This thing should have crashed and burned after 10. We're <laughs> 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 like that annoying little fly that just won't go away. <laughs> days and days. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, we... Uh, we have um, a good topic, I think, for tonight, a very relevant topic for tonight. Um, we are going to be discussing the situation um, over in Afghanistan. Of course, time has passed since it was uh, you know, flared up to the extreme, but um, still, nonetheless, a very important issue facing uh, everybody um, here in America, and, and especially Christians, I think. So before we get there... Um, we got a little bit of news going on. Um, so, guys, I have to ask real quick. I know we're not supposed to do this whole sports thing, but I'm going <laughs> to do it anyway. The Buckeyes, what's going on, man? Their defense is horrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sums it up. You summed it up, man. <laughs> I mean, really. Like, you know, Stroud's a young quarterback, so he's going to struggle. You know that. They've got some good running backs. They're they're fine offensively. They got two great receivers, but their defense sucks. Mm. They're terrible. Yeah, they're not they're not the best defense we've seen in Ohio State history. Ohio State really hasn't had a good defense in a long time. Not a good good one, but but I think a couple of years ago they they were pretty solid. But uh, they're I, when they lost to Clemson in the semifinals. I think that was probably the best team they've honestly ever had but they they lost unfortunately so maybe they're not the best team yeah clemson was good that year though they were it's hard to replace chase young oh generational man i mean he's so good and i don't know that i i'm messing with the sound buttons dude i i seriously was sitting there playing the sound buttons (laughs) i was wondering why we were coming in so quiet i i hit this (laughs) 
Should I turn this back up? <laughs> yeah, turn, turn that back oh, up, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you have to excuse you, us. This is our first we have not, podcast. We've not done this as a <laughs> whole group like for a lot. Part of out. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a it's mess. It's all good. It's all good. Just keep talking, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> or not. <laughs> or not. Just. I don't know I what mean, to do I, with my hands. I, I knew Chase Young was good, but you look at this defense, which is, I mean, yeah, they lost some players, but like, you you didn't think he was like that important. Mm-hmm. Like you I didn't feel like in college he was like stupid, stupid good. Like you knew he was good, but you can tell like Yeah, he's huge. They're missing him and some of those other guys and I don't know. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's depressing. <laughs> uh Cody, you have a fun fact for tonight. I Cody's have a fun fact. Uh fact. Two fun facts? A couple. Maybe Ooh, three. There you go. You know, in, in the words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, you're last. That, well, that's, I mean, there's second, there's third, there's fourth, yeah. but, you know. Credence Clearwater has the most number two hits without hitting number one. Wow. Did you guys know that? Bad Moon Rising never yeah. hit. Never hit. Never hit. Wow. Never hit. I couldn't no believe kid, that. man. Yeah. And this is relevant for uh, COVID. Copper doorknobs are self-disinfecting. So if you don't want to spray them every day, buy you some copper doorknobs. Dang. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one. Is that like a chemical reaction? Must be. I mean, it gives you a definition. I don't want to read it all. but uh, And the next one and the last one was the first speeding ticket issued was, hold on. What did I tell you guys? Yeah. The person was going eight miles per hour. <laughs> so, which I, I, I don't know if that was like technically going too fast or maybe they were going too slow. Because, you know, like there's some roads that oh, say speed limit. Minimum is. I would want to know the date though. Uh, yeah, I don't. Because know. maybe it's like, I don't know. A horse can go like forty or something, right? I don't know. I've only rode a horse once in my life and about died. Never do it again. So. <laughs> Good to know. Fun Good fact number three. <laughs> no, that was four. four right? yeah, 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 four. I got a speeding ticket. Were you doing more than eight? I was. I was doing. 50 and a 35. Ooh. Here's the problem. Okay. I was in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'm in my buddy's truck. We're pulling out of this little. Uh, anybody been to Colorado? No. Yes. 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 Okay. So I'm pulling out of this little town, Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. Heard of that. Which is, well, there's one right down the. That's like, what I've heard. That's where of. our yeah. farm. Our farm's in Buena Vista, Ooh. which is. That's why we were there. Part of the reason we were there. <clears throat> but I'm pulling out of this town. I pull off like the road to lead into le- like the highway that leaves town. I am a hundred yards or so outside of town. Nothing but like mountains and fields like everywhere. And I'm 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 not even paying attention to my speed limit. I'm I'm just speeding up to like 55 miles per hour thinking I've left town now I'm good and this cop passes and uh flips on her lights and I I'm at that moment like I'm thinking I just I passed her and I'm like I really don't know what the speed limit is and I just see her flip the lights on and turn I'm like oh well I just pulled over I knew yeah. exactly what was going to happen but she's like yeah it's like third I she said Do you know how fast you're going I said I said no, and I don't even know what the speed limit is. She's like, "Well, it's it's thirty five, and I said, 
when does it change? She says like three miles up the road. <laughs> I'm like, are you? Is this serious? Like, these are fields. We're in. We're sitting in a field right now, while you're talking to me. And she's like, well, you you had fifty. I'm gonna I'm gonna bump you down to the next level. She goes, do you do points in Ohio? I said, I don't, what are you talking about points? Mm-hmm. Do we do points, Cody? Yep, we do. Yeah, speeding tickets two points. If you Is get, it? If you get, I got 12, four points. Yeah, Yeah, if you get twelve, your license gets suspended. Well, I told her no. I said we don't do that crap in Ohio. <laughs> we do. <laughs> <laughs> Turn, turns out, <laughs> but a speeding ticket in Ohio is only two points. Oh, really? Yeah, like an OVI is six. Even if you're like thirty mile an hour over. I mean, I don't know. I mean, potentially. I, I don't really research it. I don't feel bad that I told her that we didn't do it. Yeah. Well, you didn't know. I didn't know. I haven't had a speeding ticket since college. But she's like, I'm going to bump it down to the next level because of the point system. I said, okay. So Emma starts looking at the ticket later and we leave. So the 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 limit, she bumped, she bumped me down to like 45 or something. Mm. And it was one... It was one mile an hour over, like it was. So it was the the one to stay in that same point was forty five to fifty. She didn't bump me down. She just put me at the bottom of the category that I was already <laughs> in. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh man, uh, she's and this is the explanation. Here's the explanation. Well, you know, some people have been complaining. You know about people driving fast because we were like so. There's fields, but there was like a little like cul-de-sac area sitting way back here. So like they're like, oh yeah, the people that live here have been complaining. I'm like, so you pulled a guy from Ohio that will never be back here, mm-hmm. and somehow that's supposed to help your situation with people speeding through here. Was Good she, luck. Was she young? She was yeah, not young, young, but she was younger. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, all I could think the whole time was like, this is funding this police department because, you know, this small town in the middle of nowhere. They may see $10 of your money. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't, we don't get, I mean, again, that's Colorado and we're Ohio, but we don't get much from it. Most of it goes to other stuff. There's different accounts in, in the city budget and a lot of it goes to other stuff besides us. Hmm. Yeah. The kids roll down the window. Hey, our our uncle's a cop. <laughs> Justin, yeah. And they're like sitting there talking to her like, you know, it, it was like a big to-do. <laughs> and then I get on the phone with my buddy who owns the car and the kids scream in the background, he got a speeding ticket. I'm like, oh, great. Oh, great. I, <laughs> I really want to talk to Sally and see him face-to-face for this conversation. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that that makes my day. <laughs> Shut up, Nate. <laughs> 155 bucks. That's what it costs. Yeah. For, yeah, for Clinton County too. Oh, really? Mhm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I I seriously, not since college have yeah. been I don't I mean, just never I got pulled over. I got pulled over on the way to a fire once, going about 65 and a 55 or something and I waited until the cops caught us, caught up to me before I pulled over. Mm-hmm. Pulled over, said, "Hey, on the way to the fire. See you later. Have a good day." Mm-hmm. But I went ninety into fifty-five and got out of a ticket. 
Does that make you feel better? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to give me a ticket, and I was just like, oh, I got I usually don't ever do this, but I was like, oh, sir, I, I have my fire on me. I just want to let you know that I'm an off-duty police officer. Oh, you are? Have a good day. See you later. <laughs> Unbelievable. Thanks. Unbelievable. Yeah. No one paid off. Fraternity. See, I, want, like, I always wondered if there's like a tattoo you all have, or, nah. like a hand signal. Definitely like hand signals. Yeah. 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 Like, we just make a donut. Yeah. <laughs> You know about that O? Oh, jeez. Love it, boys. Love it. Uh, Kevin, before we get into our topic, can you give us a real brief synopsis of your sermon? I believe that I can. Or we can come back to it. No, I think... Or we don't even have to do it. So, I, I talked about... Remind me what I talked about. Um, why it's just not on my mind. I wasn't ready for this. Maybe we should come back to it. We can come back to it. Give me like five seconds. Talk about something else for like five seconds. One. <laughs> it was John 2. It was the wedding in One Canaan. through 11. Yes. Got it. The got wedding, it. Got yep. it. Got it. Okay. First miracle. Right. So um, we talked about Jesus' first miracle and why that's significant because, guys, you would like this. Uh, Jesus turned water to wine, if you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, you know, the reason being, because Jesus is all about the party, essentially. (laughs) It was interesting to think of it the way you put it, where it was, he knew that that was when, that was the beginning of the whole series of motions that he knew was going to come into play. Yeah. Yeah. That was the beginning. Yeah. I mean, he knew all along, but it didn't start until everybody knew. Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, and again, like that point was the point that everything kicked off where there was no turning back essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no getting away from it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, it's neat to to look at that and say, hey, listen, like, so what's it all about? Like, what's, what's it come down to? Why is, why is this miracle used? And the reason being is because, because he's about bringing joy and peace to the world. Like, that's really what the significance we should get from it. Like, I mean, I, I joke about him, like, it being a, being all about a party, but really, like, that's what it is. He's looking to the day when we will be unified to him as husband and wife and, and live eternity and with him in paradise. So, yeah. yeah. Well... With that being said, um, <clears throat> like I was saying before, our uh, our topic for tonight, we're going to go ahead and dive into it because I, I can see this taking some time, boys. Can, I got a question before we do. Yeah. And maybe like we'll need some time on this. So like if, if, if we need time, we need time. So I was thinking with this being number 50, what is, and I, so you guys may need some time on this, like what is a... Off air moment. It could be while we were recording, or something in the studio, or something that the 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 people listening wouldn't know about. Is there one that you think of? And some, I mean, you know, we're guys, we joke around, so some probably probably shouldn't share. <laughs> but like, but I'm saying like one that we can share. Um, that. That you thought, hey, like this was really funny, and like you know, people listening might actually care. Anybody got one? 
I think I'll need some time. Yeah, I mean, it's like every week, man. (laughs) There's something. Every week there's something, I feel If they only knew the training that was received to to broadcast this. (laughs) (laughs) The intense training. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the week I came in and everything was unplugged after graduation. Oh, yeah. It was the scramble. Yeah, wasn't that when Tyler came? That would have been close, yeah. Because you, and we spoke for... Yeah, it was when Tyler was here. We spoke for several minutes, and there was no recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because oh, that was a good intro too. Yeah, it was solid. And then, <laughs> the second intro was like, eh. yeah. But the first one, I wish you guys, it was the best intro we've ever had, and you'll never know. <laughs> you'll never. It's know. like the greatest song in the world. That was never by heard. Jack Black. Have you heard that song? Oh yeah. This yeah. was the greatest song. This is not it. <laughs> It's a song about the greatest song. It's a song about the greatest song ever. <laughs> yeah. This is an intro about the greatest intro. Never heard. Never yeah, heard. We're, I'm, I'm going to need some time on that. I don't even know if I'll be able to think about that before the end of the podcast or not. Hmm. All right. We can come back to it. We're going to circle back. Yeah. So, topic today is, well, and and this is going to sound very broad, and I think it kind of is, is what we wanted to establish, but the topic will be Afghanistan. And essentially, what are our thoughts about it? You know, what were our thoughts about it as it was happening? And what were our thoughts about it post? Um, so we're going to kind of leave this. I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting the sense that we wanted to kind of leave this open um, to talk about, you know, what was happening during the time, after the time, but also like how how do we approach that situation as a follower of Jesus? How do we react to it? How do we talk to others about it? So, boys, the floor is open. Thoughts? Nelson, I'm, maybe I'll put you on the spot here oh. because you're the only one of us here that has been had the opportunity to enjoy the land of Afghanistan. Yes, that has had had vacation at, at Afghanistan. Yeah, it was. Um, that was a hard. It was a hard day to see that um, the aircraft that the images that we all saw at the beginning of this with the people hanging off an airplane. Um. That was an airplane that I turned wrenches on. I knew that airplane. I, I worked on that particular aircraft, and to was see was that the one um, that the they had pictures of people falling off of. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, wow. and I know that 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 wheel well where those uh, main landing gear are is it's when it's when they're down and it's on the ground. There's a lot of room in there, uh, and give you the impression that you could hitch a ride. Um, unfortunately, when they close, there's not a lot of room. And, um, so like seeing that, seeing people that desperate to get out of that situation, uh, like it really bothered me to see that this is what it's come down to. You know, I was, the last time I was in Afghanistan was probably in 2005 and to see that, you know, like it's still, people are still there. We're still active there. And to feel like it was, you know, it really let, really let you down. Like, I mean, there's three years of my military career were spent going to Afghanistan and Iraq. And I felt like, um, Nate, was it you that said, 
I feel like three, two of the three most pivotal moments in my life just were erased. Did you, did you, is that the comment you made? You were, we were texting. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially that. Yeah. I wouldn't say erased, but what was the word I used? Yeah. Yeah. You erased. said meaningless or I don't I wouldn't know. say mean. I know, I know, but yeah, uh, it yeah. was it was something along those lines. And you were, but you what what you were trying to express is that like, like, it's almost been like crapped away. Like, what was it for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. way that it was handled. The way that it was handled. Yeah, I mean, and the, you know, as the details come out, um, some of the things that you learn about how it was handled and why it was handled that way, and um, of course, it's easy to sit back and make a decision and decide. This is, you know, like this would have been a better way to handle it. Um, and I just think, you know, it was just really to watch it turn into a, excuse the military acronym, but the snafu situation that it became uh, was really, it was hard to watch, man. It was like, it just felt like well, a lot me, was thrown me, away. But let me ask you a question. So, tr- hypothetically, Trump's in office. Does that go any better for him? I think... I mean, because it's easy to sit back when somebody makes a mistake yeah. and say, blah. And I'm not... Again, dude, like, it was stupid. It was. It seemed I think, idiotic. Yeah, I think it was an inevitable that the country was going to fall. That's just the way that country's built. That's the way their mentality is. I just feel like that, that was an inevitable that that was going to happen. Um to give up a multi-billion dollar airbase 20 miles from downtown Kabul that's been designed to prevent suicide bombings and to allow for safe entry and exit from the country uh, to go to a airport that's in a you know highly populated area that's uncontrolled for the most part is it might have been a poor decision in my opinion and, and so I, does you know, that so does that decision right there rest solely on President Biden and his and his team? Um, you know, like there's a lot been said. You know, like this is Trump's fault. This is what's Trump. We 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 follow Trump's plan, but the, they scrapped everything else Trump did. So why would they hold on to this plan? You know, and it just doesn't it just doesn't add up to say that this was the best scenario. When you have in the middle of July, he's saying we're not going to have a helicopter flying in like Saigon, and guess what? Two weeks later, you got a helicopter flying in like Saigon, and it just really all fell apart. And it and it stings with the short memory of of the population of this nation. It's like you know, like this is a huge deal, and it's kind of just brushed aside. Straight up, Cody. Like, what is so? What is the consensus today? About Afghanistan. Because, like, any, any articles about this is, like, from weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a a mess. Yeah, I mean, there's... You've got Taliban taking over the country again. I mean, that's... It's a mess. I don't know. It's crazy to me how it just seems like brushing on the rug. Yeah. And I, and I don't think there's anybody like I'm 100%. I don't think we should we should have stayed there for eternity. No, and we shouldn't have stayed there forever. 
and I don't think, you know, everybody, I think everybody's on the same page. It's like, yeah, it's like, let's get out. Let's figure out a way. But there's might've been a better, better way to do that. The the thing that I, I mean, and I never served in the military, but the thing that I never understood after a certain period of time is like why we are still there. And I, I know why, right? Like the mission and trying to implement these people in the country and protect and all that. Um, but you know, it's like, you think like one of the biggest lessons of for history is that we'd really never learn a lesson from history. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think a political power, a military power is ever going to change Afghanistan. No. Period. And, you know, the mission. I believe it's biblical that it won't happen. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Because um, I think, and I'd have to, I'm I'm definitely paraphrasing here, but there's a passage that says something like these two nations will like war, Mm -hmm. just ongoing war. Yeah. They'll be constantly at war. Like, so this is not. So you're yeah, right. The, the, the saying of the Taliban is like, you know, like, you may have the watch, but we have the time mm-hmm. kind of idea. Oh, like, it played do, out to a T. Do team. what you got to do, man. Yeah. That's fine. We're still going to be here. Yeah. You know, and I don't know. What what sucks outside of the fact of seeing those horrific images of, and videos of people jumping off of planes, because that reminded me of um, September 11th 2001 you know seeing those people jump off those buildings desperation right um you know that really sucks but also just hearing the prior the service members you know the veterans talk about like what were what were we there for you know feeling feeling that that their mission was pointless and you know i have some buddies at work that served and many of them were in afghanistan like nelson and you know they've they've had to talk to counselors about this just because like their mental state it's, it's it's, I mean, it's a, you can probably speak on this. It's such a huge part of your life from the day of basic to your missions or whatever. It's huge. And, I mean, like, my role in Afghanistan was limited at best. I mean, like, I did not do patrols on the ground. I did mm-hmm. not carry a rifle into combat. Like, but, you know, it's just like, that's right. It's just a big part of my life. And it's just something that, you know, like, so proud to serve and honored to serve and, and to say that, you know, like I supported this operation and then it kind of gets stained on the end. Um, I will say that immediately following within a day or two, uh, of the exit from Afghanistan in the beginning of it, um, the VA stepped up huge Mm. and they, they, I mean, just, just slammed emails out saying like, if you need to talk to somebody, here's the crisis line. Talk to us, talk to us because we know that you feel deflated. Sure. And we know that. And I mean, I was really proud of them because I'm sure that that is something that, and I didn't experience, you know, post Vietnam, but I'm sure that's something that the Vietnam veterans did not experience when they got back from their tours. And uh, so it was, it was good to see that there's some recognition there and some, you know, observance that there's like going to be issues mentally with this for sure. Well, I think, I mean, it would. I think the the reason for going to war was good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's the difference, right? I don't think there were people in complete agreement when during Vietnam. Hey, listen, let's go, let's yeah. do this thing. It was, you know, kind of the government kind of did it on their own, which created a you know a bad vibe there. And this was, hey, listen, like everybody was unified. Like we've got to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to make them we pay. Got, we got to prevent this from happening yeah. again. Yeah. Like we can't. Yeah. yeah. 
But I, you know, at the end of the day, like the only way Afghanistan stays a place somewhat livable is if the U.S. occupies it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about, and oh, golly, I, I'm, I'm scared to say this on <laughs> live, <laughs> on a on a show that's recording, but like you can say what you want about certain you know, places that have been occupied. But, like, you think about Great Britain and India. Like, honestly, that place would be in a lot better shape if they were still occupied by Great Britain. And that's horrible, you know, mm-hmm. to say that. But it's the truth. And I'm not saying that's the case for Afghanistan, that we should. I Again, I, I've felt like for years we should get out of there. But it was always, this was, it was always going to go back to this. But is there a way to step back you know, I you know you, I don't know. This is this goes through my mind, and one of you may have said this in a conversation, even like, but like, you sit there, your, you're a leader. You're you're running, you know, against this other guy to be president. You get to be president, and then they drop this book of stuff in your lap, and you're like, oh. So I can't really do that because it would mean this and this and this. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that to play that out, like in all these situations that 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 these guys are handed. Like we, I mean, we just we have no idea. No, I mean, there's 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 the hope and the idea that like I can change this, I can change this. We've all we've all walked into even our just our jobs saying that. Like I want to change this, I want to change this, and then you know you know, bureaucratically and legally. And it's like, well, we can't do that because of this. And it's just, I mean, that's gotta be a tough pill to swallow that first, you know, like that first few weeks there in office for sure. So good thoughts, fellas. Um, so like, where do we go from here on it? Like how, how do Cody, Nelson, Kevin, Nate, Joe Smo and Leesburg, Ohio, how do we go on approaching something like this to where, you know, we've occupied this country for essentially 20 years um, as of last month. And we know that bad things are going to happen eventually there. Bad things were happening when we were there. You know, what, what if anything, can we do to help the situation? Um, you know, so what are your guys' thoughts on that? I would say before we answer that question, like, how do you guys feel about the fact that nobody's talking about it anymore? It's a bummer. I mean, seriously, this was like... But but we we foretold this, right? Like, in our heads, we foretold this. It'd be a month. It was honestly less than a month. And I mean, what? I mean, what's... But again, like, is that not part of the problem? Like, right. I said when this came up, I was talking to one of you guys. Maybe both of you. But I, Nate and Nelson, and I said, I said something like this, that was the, the nail in the coffin for, for this administration. Like, there's no way you, and I, one of you said, well, there's a long time. I, it just blows my mind, you know, that something this big in two weeks a month later, crickets. 
Now, don't get me wrong. I know it's going to happen in a couple more years when, you know, we're getting ready to elect the next president. This is going to be like top news for them in every debate, right? Like it's going to come up. Yeah. But geez, oh, Pete's man, this seems so much bigger. I mean, there's scandals, there's big time deals, but like this was an absolute disaster. You, there's a lot of complexity that goes into handling a pandemic that you can really say, you know what? Like, I can, I can, I can let them get away for that. Like, it, it stinks. They maybe should have done better, but it's new. It's well, new. We've, we've never. How yeah. do you do this? Blah blah blah. Right? No, this was this. Any of us? Heck. My eight-year-old daughter probably could have made decisions well, that would have influenced this in a better way than than the ones that were made that happened here. And as of yeah, as of now, like, no heads have rolled that I'm aware of. That you know, like you know, somebody made the decision. Somebody you know encouraged this or advised this, and you know, so like somebody failed in a big way. And you know, there's just no you know. Um, responsibility taken it seems like and it's kind of pushed aside and i mean to answer your question i mean it i mean it pisses me off that nobody's talking about it and i told you know i talked to you when this first it it consumed me for days where i mean this is all like you know whenever my wife would see me on my phone she'd be like what are you reading i'd be afghanistan like this is this is all that you know my brother was watching flight trackers of just aircraft going in and out of afghanistan just that's what what was the Glenn Beck thing that happened like the Nazarene fund I don't know and, what um, explain like I, I just heard bits and pieces of it like basically basically he reached out to his to his um, audience and said we have they have they have a, a don't you know a charitable organization that helps to remove people from bad situations um, it started with Isis in Iraq it's called the Nazarene Fund, from what I understand. Uh, he reached out to his audience saying, we need money. We need planes to get to Afghanistan to get these people out before they close it because it was August 31st with the deadline, something like that. In two weeks, they raised $28 million, Holy something cow. just unworldly. And, you know, people saying, like, you can use my plane. You can do this. You can, you know, like, and um, and then they were having a lot of complications with dealing with, you know, um getting visas or state, you know, with the state department because the embassy's closed because they all left. And so there's nowhere to go, you know, like, uh, but they've been able to, with the help of God, been able to save a lot of people. Um, and there's a lot of people that went back in there that have a, as, as like, uh, a particular skill set. Um, that were able to help either digitally. Sounds uh, like Rambo. Or, or Taken, Liam Neeson kind of oh, thing. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, and, I knew I heard that before. But um, that were able to step up and use the skills that they've learned while in the military or in intelligence agencies and able to help um, and get some of these people out. Some of these people helped us for 20 years. The, and their family, and like, and that's just not them that's in danger. I mean, it, if they're found, it, the whole family's gone. Well, there was a oh, there was a a family that had done some work with a mission organization uh, that that Emma heard about, and this family sitting in the airport with their kids, and they messaged one of the leaders of this mission and said, "Hey, listen, like we're sitting here, 
we're not going to get out. Like, we're here with the kids. Like, and I fear these are the, our last days on earth. Like, you know, they're sitting there with their children. And it, like, to me, that made it more real than real. anything. Because if it's me, you know, like, I think I could face that. It would be tougher, but even if it was me and Emma, or I should say Emma and I, I think I could I could face that. You know, it would that would be horrible, right? But but if it was Paul and Nora, you know, like that. There's there's a crazy story. There's gonna this is one of those things where there's gonna be stories about this for years. There's gonna be books written on this and the, books, and the, movies, the everything. miracles that have happened. Like yeah, the the youth women's soccer team was able to actually escape through Pakistan and with, with working with the Pakistani army and uh, they, I think it's the robotics team. And then they got to Wasn't the robotics it? team. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they got out to very famous Afghan women's I, robotics. Team. I had no idea. I know the yeah. soccer team made it to, uh, you're making this up because you're a robotics no, guy. No, I swear. Google it, it right now. Yeah. The soccer team made it to Portugal, Portugal, opened fact up their check. country for asylum for those athletes. And I mean, it's pretty remarkable. Just the the part of the story that I heard of how they you know got them out of there because I mean you know a thirteen year old girl in Afghanistan doesn't yeah. stand much of a chance. Yeah, right. Five members of an all girl Afghan robotics team and more than a hundred media workers have arrived in Mexico. This is these are the stories that we're going to hear, and then yeah. you and you look at it and you see the <clears throat> adversities that they were facing. Like there's no other way to look at it in my opinion, then God's hand was at work in that to get that, to facilitate whether it be just to be able to pass through, whether it be to find the right checkpoint, talk to the right person, have the right amount of money. I don't know. but And what's amazing to me is, well, it's not amazing, it's sad, is that we look at a situation like that, five girls who just want to build a robot, they, ha- they feel the need to escape their country, country because their yeah and we, because of a ruling regime and we that, talked that about it over. at dinner Again. and it was you know if you what broke my heart even comparably to what happened to the military was there's you know these young girls that are 15 16 17 18 years old they don't know anything different than they're able to go to school they're able to drive they're able to get a job they're able to go to college they're able to do whatever they want to do and have a life and a family and then the next day it's shut off and it's back, you know, yeah. centuries virtually. Well, and, and you know, Afghan women who are in their 40s, 50s, like they grew up in the time of the Taliban they knew. in the 90s. They knew. And to, and to, not to take away anything from the girls that grew up during the American occupation, but I mean, to be a woman during the, the first Taliban regime to have an inkling of freedom or a feeling of freedom mm-hmm. and then have to know that you're going back, back. to that. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Well, Just that feeling of knowing. The biblical like role of government is to protect and provide safety and structure ultimately. Like and again, you, you that can be done in a lot of different ways. You know, I mean, it doesn't. Ha- a dictatorship could do that. A, a good dictatorship could provide what we have here. It, it would look differently, but if you had a good dictator, like you could, you could essentially have a really good system to live in. Like you could have these things, but 
that doesn't exist in a place run by those individuals. Like, it doesn't. They had it. They tasted it, like you said. But, and and so then the thing that now seeing this and like realizing what withdrawing meant, you think, as expensive as that was, like, you were preserving life and a quality of life for these individuals that they'll never, they could never experience outside of that. I mean, I, again, I, you, it was, I mean, there's a book written about it called the forever war. I mean, that's, you know, what it, what it could be is that exactly. And you think, okay, like, should we be okay with that? Or it, or was withdrawing the right decision? I think like we as Americans, I think we have to like keep in mind too, like I, there, one of the things that just kind of irks me sometimes that here in America, we, we get this idea of American exceptionalism, right? Like we're the best and what we say goes and we're always right. And I think it's important to keep in mind that God is not limited to just our country. Like we need to care about something like Afghanistan and the quality of life that is given to them and, you know, the amount of freedom or lack of freedom that is given to them as well. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think we need to care about, I've heard a lot of people say, well, it's just Afghanistan. Well, yeah, but Afghanistan's also for how landlocked and insignificant it seems is one of the most important countries in, in world history. Um, I think it's important that we care about these things and get outside of our narrow view sometimes. Well, you know, so what if it has resources? It has people, man. People. Yeah. It's people, dude. Like, that's what this whole thing is, is, is about at the end of the day is like, and I'm not saying like being... Having the same freedoms is is okay. Like I said, I I think a good dictatorship is just as valuable and just can be just as good as any, you know, democracy. Like I don't, I I think that's a problem. We try to, you know, take democracy wherever we go, and I don't think that needs to necessarily be force fed on every place that you know, that that you know that we have an embassy or whatever. But but I think. I think valuing people and life and 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 freedoms that come from that I think are are important and I don't know man it's just that that will not be experienced there and you hear so what is the is is it legitimate you know China's on its way with a road and hey listen like yes I mean is that hearsay or is that is that inevitable we talked about it one time Afghanistan is one of the biggest producers of lithium rare earth metals rare earth metals and that's what China's going for word I heard on a report that they're already at Bagram the 10 billion dollar airbase that we built with the longest runways some of the longest runways and best built runways in the world did the Soviets I think the Soviets built it didn't they we we and then we kind of added on quite refurbished. a bit <laughs> yeah okay fair enough I, was, I remember when I was flying in the runways weren't even complete it's just crazy how one superpower what do you mean they're the already there that's that's some of the reports that have come out is that they've they were in discussions with the Taliban before we ever pulled out and that they are in route and 
agreements with building certain infrastructures and for mineral rights, basically. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wow. Which is, you know, kind of scary to think about with the push towards green energy and things of that nature. <laughs> We can't even get chips for our vehicles right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could tell China to work on that. Just fire that back up, you know, but. Yeah. Well, what else are we thinking, boys? So how do, how, how do we move forward from here with this whole situation? Do we? Can we? I mean, the, the obvious answer is Yes. You know, and it's, you know, again, like, you think about uh, day to day, how does this affect us? It doesn't. People aren't even talking about it anymore. Now, I'm not saying that that's okay or that we should accept that. I, I think, <clears throat> I think the, I think the thing that, you know, we have to, continually do is is remember hey listen like this is the world that we live in like this is these are the things that happen this is what goes on it's corrupt it's there's a lot of evil and terrible things um and i think like if god puts you know a passion in your heart to to love and serve others through whatever capacity you can you know in a, in a in a person in a situation like this then like you have to like it can't be just something that you do lip service to it has to be something that you're actively engaged in and, and I don't you know I'm not saying it's Afghanistan for you or it's not Afghanistan for you you know but I I, I think it's it's a reminder that you know at the end of the day like like we all have a role in this we don't have jumbo planes or Airbuses, right? Is that what they call them? That's a brand of aircraft. Airbus? I'm not, not going to go all geek on you, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> Airbus, right? But that's what they were flying in, right? The private ones? The Airbuses? Some were Boeings, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Who invited the airplane guy? Huh? 757s? Probably. Yes. Because yeah. I, I played flight simulator. Oh, <laughs> that was the hardest one to fly. Uh, was it really? Yeah, you can't like do like the I don't know what you call them. The loop de loops. The loop de dupes. When the wind kicks in, it goes right. The whole freaking thing goes whoosh, to the right real hard. Really? Mm-hmm. What did you play it on? What computer? On just a computer. Just a with, like computer. a little joystick thing, like the old school joystick. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. With, like a little button, little button up here. They're slightly more advanced than that. <laughs> I don't even have a computer in my house now. So. I just I somehow picture Cody with a Mountain Dew and a bag of Cheetos next to him. Nailed like, it. <laughs> Nailed it with the orange Cheeto stuff all yeah, over yeah, the joystick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. No, I, I like this. Um, this is an excerpt from an article that Nick Ripkin wrote. I don't even know who Nick is, but it's pretty good. Um, talking about this topic and being a... Um, follower of Jesus, the very last paragraph he puts, the political, economic, and military world will continue to seek means to advance their country's ideology, 
Conversely, we as followers of Jesus must seek a place to kneel. Arising from the place of prayer, we will not now go and do as Jesus commanded over 200 years ago? And that's a question. So I found that, and I was like, ooh, I like that. You know, it's kind of um, cliche in moments like this. In times like this, it's like, you know, hey, man, we got to pray about this as Christians. But, I mean, I think if we if we do anything with our prayer, I think we need to fervently pray for people of Afghanistan and um you know, and, and and some of my conversations with some of my friends at work or outside of work, you know, there's a lot of anger and angst about this topic. And I and, and this is what I would say is I would say that, um, you know, in the mindset for Afghanistan is, you know, as Christians, we don't need to have the mindset of wanting to uh, conquer. It's more of a mindset to convert and and, you know, and how we do that is just by being the good people and praying. And, and you know, I don't know what Christianity is over in Afghanistan. I don't know. You might be able to, that was one of the things that I thought about whenever America pulled out is like, okay, like, are they going to be able to hear the word anymore? You know, or is this going to be like the Quran and certainly something that I'm not familiar with, with, uh, you know, with what I was doing over there. I know this, I know it's amazing to me in places like China and, and some of these places where they've tried to like silence, Christianity mm-hmm. and where it's being silenced there is an explosion there is revival there is movement you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying and so you know it 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 filters out those individuals who are doing it just to do it and the people that are in it because they really love Christ and have radically committed their lives to them come to the surface of that, you know what I'm saying, almost, and and you just see a, you know, people truly living out their faith in incredible, radical ways that that impact people in ways that they never could if they weren't going through persecution and hardship and suffering and difficulty, and I'm not saying it's going to happen, I'm just right. saying those environments oftentimes can breed those, and so I, I agree, be praying <laughs> fervently, you know, for those individuals, but I think then allow it to be, you know, allow it to be a motivation for you, you know, to, to, to do that with the people that God puts in your, in your way. You know, one of the things that I've just, I've, has been on my heart and one that I think we're going to begin to see kind of the, the church as a whole kind of focus more in is like family and like broken homes and hardships and kids that are being abused or in difficult situations and how can we go in and be a part of like so that that's not you know we're not in Afghanistan we we don't have a jet we don't have the money to to funnel over there to help you know or we don't have you know the background to go in as a special ops person you know <laughs> privately and go in and go do we, we we're not that's not we're not going to do that but like we could talk about it on this show and when we see needs in our community, we can we can actively go after those. I think that's what it should spur us on to. Like, I know when when I go through those times where like something be- creates anxiety in my life about finances or anxiety in my life about you know schedule or anxiety about this or that, like it always draws me back to, okay, like who's really in charge? Like who's really got this? Like who's really, and, and, and so this is another one of those moments to draw back to that and say, Hey, listen, like 
there's going to be a million stories about God doing this and doing that because God was doing this and doing that. And, and, and that's an incredibly beautiful thing. One lasting thought, <clears throat> thought for me, I think, just on how to approach this in the future. Um, Tim Farr- Tim Farron, uh, he writes articles for like Christian Today and things like that. Um, he says, "How should Christians pray and take action at this time? If, like me, you feel a keen disappointment in the way Joe Biden handled this, this is a clear sign that none of us should pin our hopes on one man." political or ideological movement. We will always be disappointed in earthly governments and regimes as they are all imperfect. So, you know, maybe moving forward, just kind of keep that in mind as well. Um, And uh, yeah, like you said, Kevin, pray about it, talk about it. I think those are about the best, best approaches we can do. Any other thoughts, guys? Yeah. (laughs) One last, I saw this, and you made me think of this. Oh, I can't find, where's it at? Hey, um, look up uh, Psalm 109.8 on your phone real quick. Oh, it don't matter. Uh, No, 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 don't read it yet. So, (laughs) Emma, we talk about praying, and I was thinking, you know, we need to pray for our leaders. This was the, Emma... (laughs) Emma said, <laughs> she saw this bumper sticker that said, we need to be praying for Joe Biden. So, And then below it, it said, Psalm 109.8. Can you read it, Nelson? May his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. <laughs> Thanks for putting me in that spot. <laughs> I've been stuckied again. <laughs> I, feel like, I felt like we should end with the scripture. <laughs> so. That's your scripture for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, Read my, it one more time for us. Out of context, I'm sure, but may his days be few. May another take his place of leadership. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm sorry. I digress. Let's. We should actually really be praying for our leaders and wisdom. So... No, that was actually a great way to end. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That's a great bumper sticker. That is a great bumper sticker. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Well, guys, it's been real. Uh, Nelson, would you care to end us in prayer, man? Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you uh, for this opportunity, this uh, this um, ability to get together and speak and just uh, voice what's on our hearts. And just uh, we pray for... Uh, the people that are affected by this, both at home and over in Afghanistan, we pray for these families that are um, struggling to get out, and we pray for the people that um, have to stay, that that they uh, can see your hand at work and uh, have safety and um, just put your hand over top of their homes and just help to keep them safe. And we pray. Amen. Well said, man. Amen. Boys, it's been real. Like, subscribe. Check us out. Share. Share. Sharing is caring. Kevin. See ya. Nelson. Later. Bye-bye. And Cody. Guys, it's been good. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye.